You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, all my Utah friends and family. Welcome to the Locked On Utes podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And if you're wondering if there's going to be a presence at the Rose Bowl, I think we have to tell you right now that you're going to see a lot more uh, Sammy both here on the podcast and at the Rose Bowl. That's right. It is the Samtastic, the Samazing, the Samtacular, Sammy Mora back on the podcast. Sammy, how does it feel to be a Utah legend in the podcast world? Oh, I thought you meant like in general. I was like, I am <laughs> far from a Utah legend. But... Don't let me limit your <laughs> dreams and hopes. No, but, um, you know, it feels fun. You know, I get shouts outs on shouts outs. Shouts, shouts outs. outs. Yep. I get these shout-outs on See, I'm, Twitter. I'm rubbing off on you in all the wrong ways. Like, like this is not, you know, the, the misspeaks, we, we need to clean that up. So we, at some point in time, we're going to have to get you with, like, a real quality host uh, and no, not somebody you, who just – I stutter all the time. And I had I did theater and public speaking when I was in high school. You know so what it know is? I don't gonna, know how it gets I, this. Oh, I know how I know what it is. It's just we get so excited to do this together and talk about Utah football. And, you know, no better time right now uh, to talk Utes because t- today we're recording the night before, pulling back the fourth wall. Uh, happy, but today, happy signing day, Eve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Today is actually early signing day. And back out, in fact, I would bet by the time most people listen to this, a lot of Utah's class is either signed or uh, will be in the process of signing. The good news, no more fax machines. You don't have to fax that letter in anymore. Ooh, 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 no more ooh. DJ law situations where you get ooh. two letters at two schools because uh, somebody decided to shake a hand somewhere. Uh, but that being said, I think Utah's got the bulk of their work done already in terms of the recruiting season, and that's a good thing. Uh, this is a class that... Um, is different in the sense that it's a COVID post COVID class. And so Utah is trying to figure out exactly how many, uh, how many commitments they can really take, how many commitments they want to take in terms of high school players and or transfer portal players. We've seen two already uh, in Landon Morris and Logan Kendall tight end prospects in the transfer portal. Uh, More than likely we're going to hear from Brant Keithy soon as he indicated at practice with his decision. I would bet that if Utah is taking two tight ends, it's likely because he's a goner. Uh, We already know that Cole Fotheringham is declared for the NFL as well. So let's kind of go through this list, and I want to start out with the highest-rated recruit in the class, Lander Barton. We've talked about him a lot. Sammy, you got a chance to watch him up close. You got a chance to watch him with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, the khakis was it within spitting distance. He actually asked me a question, and I said, I, as a stuttering mess, I answered his question. Look, you got the answer out, and that's all that matters. I would have loved to have you know a, a story come from you and Jim debating what position exactly Lander plays at the next level. But the bottom line is this one was never signed, sealed, and delivered uh, for Utah up until it was. And I think that's that's an indicative of two things. One, Lander always wanted to take his own route in his recruiting process. I think the second part about it, Utah treated him like he was Lander and not a Barton. And yep. th- both of those things, I think, uh, tr- were, were a perfect match in terms of getting him to commit at Utah. Uh, committed essentially, well, 
took his official visit along with uh, Carson Tabarachi and Dallas Bakalahi uh, for the ASU game. It was the start of this kind of tidal wave in terms of recruiting and, and getting guys to commit. I think that pairing those three together on their visit was key. He talked a lot about the family influence. When you watch him play, Sammy, what do you see from Lander? I see a very high ceiling. Um I think everyone kind of agrees that we'll probably see him on the defensive side as a, like a linebacker and kind of hybrid kind of thing. That kid, he is so good at what he does. He only played – I went to the Brighton-Murray game, I think. Yeah, he only played like a quarter and a half. And he had like three touchdowns as a – he had like a pick six and two other touchdowns as a tight end. He had four and a half sacks, if I remember correctly. His potential is very high, and I think if you put him in the system and especially have him coached up by Coach Swan, by Colton Swan, I think we might have another Devin Lloyd situation on our hands where we have a potential first-round draft pick here at the University of Utah. I agree 100%. He has all the measurables. The athleticism is there. He's the best uh, of the male Athletes in the Barton family, uh, nobody will ever top Danny for me. I'll fight you. Uh, it doesn't doesn't matter. And I won't even fight you physically. I, I will fight you verbally and with stares. We'll fight I'll with stares. You. I'll yeah. join you on Emoji that. Emoji fights. I've these... watched her play volleyball. Damn. She's, she's incredible. I had she's a friend good. who's a BYU fan who texted me and said, hey, like I know she's a Ute, but I love watching Danny Drews play volleyball, and that's why she's going overseas to play for one of the top uh, programs. I believe it's in – Poland, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. It's somewhere in that like that that area. Eastern block. Yeah, that eastern block. She'll fit in perfectly over there with her uh you know cowboy uh, hats. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you know, uh propensity towards leggings and whatever else um yeah but that's too much danny talk because this is a lander uh lander breakdown and i think the interesting the 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 kind of the not I don't want to say narrative, but maybe the question mark around him is where does he really end up at Utah? Is he going to end up on the defensive line playing defensive end? We've seen him working with uh, Anton, Anton Palapoi, who is uh, Tenny Palapoi's older brother, one of the better personal uh, coaches in the state. Also worked with Cody, worked with Mika, worked with a bunch of guys um, in the offseason as well. And, and Wasn't there can, a video of him with Devin too? Yep, yep. Devin yep. Lloyd's a big, big guy. Uh, one of his protege so to speak uh so between he and late talamaveo they they kind of have the market covered in terms of local uh people that are are you know getting the work in so to speak and so he's been working with nfl level guys and high level college guys so he knows what the tempo is what the pace is and and so i think the big question will be yeah does utah put him in at the linebacker position or is he start at defensive end you know you're going to need to replace both next year because mika tafu is leaving and while van fillinger did a really excellent job they do need to find out who that end opposite of Van's going to be. Is it going to be Mickey Sugantaraga? Is it going to be Xavier Carlton, or does he move inside? You know, does Tyler we just stay healthy? All these questions are surrounding it. So, a lot of opportunities there for him. And then it's same at the linebacker position. You know, you likely have Karene Reed returning. Um, you know, hopefully Josh Calvert is healthy, healthy and can play up in the air when it comes to Ethan, who was the highly recruited. Uh, you know, younger brother of Josh that originally committed first. Um, so we'll see what happens. Utah's got some more um, linebackers potentially in this class as well. Mm-hmm. 
might as well start talking about that one right now. My favorite recruit in this class is Carson Tabarachi. Maybe not so much because he's the best. He's the one that I saw earliest when he was playing quarterback at Park City. And I looked at him and I said, holy cow, this kid is a baller. Why is he not like being recruited? Why does he not have offers? And I think a week later he got an offer from Utah. And then like an hour later he got an offer from USC. His recruit sky recruiting skyrocketed since then. Had offers from Notre Dame, Ohio State, legitimate committable offers. You picked Utah over both. Uh, you know, those 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 schools got a little bit tight with their classes. And I think he really was intrigued. Um by what Utah's done in terms of putting players into the NFL, and, and that's one that really, I think, pushed him over the limit. Uh, what what do you know about Carson, and, and what do you like about his game? See, I like him more as a tight end than I do as a linebacker. Okay. Okay. So we're you're just, a, you're just trying to get on my good side. I don't hate no, it. No, we're in a nice Mexican standoff here right now. <laughs> you, me, and Colton Swan just trying to yeah. figure out what side of the ball he's going to play on. That meme with the Spider-Man, so they're all pointing at each pointing other. Pointing at each other? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's us right now. If so you let me ask you this. Actually pointing. Um, Why do you like him at tight end more? I like his size. Mm-hmm. And if you match him, if, if, if you think about it, you're going to have to replace your – like if you're assuming that – all three of Utah's tight ends leave. You're gonna have a, a an, you're gonna have spots there. And I like his measurables, six two two twenty five. Um, I think I tried to go out to see Park City play multiple times this year, but every time it happened, something happened and I couldn't go. But from watching his film, it's just I just like his physicality, and I think that he would match up really well as a tight end at Utah, especially considering how Utah likes to use the tight ends. Because their tight ends are not like the stereotypical like tight end tight ends. Like you have the hybrids. You have you have all three of the spectrum is what I like to call. You have like the Cole Fotheringham that's a blocker. You have the Dalton Kid Cade who's kind of in the middle, and you have the Brant Keithy who's like the slot dude who who can block. And I yeah. think that he fits into that perfectly with his size and. I like him on the offense. That's where I personally think I would see him play. But if we see him in on the defense, again, I'm not going to be upset. I trust the coaches. <laughs> yeah, and I, I definitely think there's going to be a battle between Colton Swan and Fred Whittingham on that. And it's not going to be a, a battle that either are going to give up on easily. Uh, Tabarachi, definitely that more HU back role. But he, he has taken reps as a running back, very similar to Brent Keithy in that regard. He is an absolute unit of a human being. Uh, he does not look like a high schooler until he pops that helmet off and you realize that, you know, he uh, can still probably get away with uh, shaving with just a piece of paper. Uh, interesting notes on Carson. Uh, and this this was stuff that I found out kind of after the fact that just made me love him even more. Father, former hockey goalie in the NHL. His mother, former Miss Canada. The genetics are off the charts, but also uh, super excited about his younger brother. Uh, I believe it's Blake Tabarachi, um, who is an absolute baller as well. Maybe a little bit further along in the process just because he's had more chance to, to play more ball. So a, a really good pickup for Utah there. Let's wrap this thing up with the last uh, local commit that we know of, Tyler Knack. And, and Tyler is a six foot eight. Uh, Six seven six eight three hundred pound tackle from Brighton High School. You got to see Brighton High School. How big is Tyler Knack? Huge, huge. He's 
huge and i'm already tiny as it is so me standing next to him and me seeing him made me feel even smaller and we kind of briefly touched on him last week but he just i love his physicality again i know that's what i'm i'm harping on with a lot of these guys but his downfield blocking was something that was so amazing to watch and I just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the offensive line expert on this podcast, but I think Utah got a really good pickup in him too. Like he was one that I think was kind of flying under the radar for a little bit, just because like, you know, you'd seen this certain, you'd seen names that were like flying around about Utah prospects, but his was one that was flying, like kind of didn't pop onto my radar, at least until a couple of weeks before I went. And saw Brighton play live. I was like, "Who's this dude? I want to see him play." And he's a unit. He is going to be. I think he's going to be. I think he has a little bit more time. He's going to develop some things, but I think he, in the end, could pan out to be a very good offensive lineman for Utah. I think so too. And and you nailed it. Uh- perfectly just his ability to get downfield and block downfield is huge and then look when you're a massive player in high school and you're just bigger and stronger and meaner than everybody else it's really easy to block the guys in front of you but like you said he can move he can get downfield he can latch onto those smaller guys and he loves to get after it only one year at the offensive line position he he transitioned very well from the d-line so i think there's a lot of positives uh to our guy here and and the other thing too the dude tweeted out the other day like i I'm so excited to sign with the University of Utah. And if that doesn't get you fired up, I just don't know what else will. Uh, There are some other potential local ties out there that we just really won't know for sure until they sign on the dotted line. One of the big ones, Dallas Vakalahi, defensive tackle from West High School. Um, we'll talk about him once we actually know where he's going, but he, it is you know right there neck and neck uh, for Utah. And, and from what I understand, for, uh, with uh, another Pac-12 opponent, uh, Oregon State, where where he has some, I believe it's family ties, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, we'll find out more about him. But Vakalahi is is another highly rated recruit locally, a defensive tackle. He'll be a mission kid. So you know that's not one that that I'm too you know spooked by if it doesn't happen you can always come back for that one um but this is you know the the early aspect of the signing class uh, from utah is a very strong base they filled some great needs and you know what sammy yes the best part about filling needs is that you can do it in a variety of ways a variety of sports uh, that's why Prize Picks lets you pick two to five players every single time. You, you didn't see that one coming, did you? No, it, it, it took a second it for this to develop. To develop but we got right. there. That's all right. We'll get there eventually. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You select your two to five players. You could pick them from out of state. You can pick them from in state. You can pick them from football. You can pick them from basketball, wherever you want. Uh, the best part about it is you just play against the numbers. So you pick the over-under for whatever the players are, are, are set for that game. You know, So, for example, if Devin Lloyd's over and under is, is two pick sixes, maybe you're filling Randy, so you take it. You take the over on that one. Depends on who they're playing against. That's true. Very good point. Yeah, so if it's Oregon, <laughs> I think it's almost a guarantee at this point. Oh, uh, yeah. If it's, Oregon, if it's Oregon State, you might, you might want to take the under on that one. <laughs> very good point. 
So go ahead and go to prizepicks.com when you make your first deposit and use the promo code locked on. You will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, just pick your two to five players. You can do mixed sport entries. Download the app from the App Store or Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code locked on or go to your App Store and download the app today. Utah fans, we know that you like it when your team gets it done, and that's why today I wanted to talk to you about Intercap, because Intercap gets deals done. There's a reason that no lender helps more families in Utah with their mortgage needs. It is the quick and simple process that Intercap uses to close loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And though fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process, and that is what Locked On Utes personal loan officer Steve Carter has delivered to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far, including network founder David Locke. And you know that if Steve Carter can close a loan for David Locke and do it on time and do it fast and and stress-free, that he can do it for anybody. Intercap is new to the Locked On Utes podcast, but it is not new. They've been around assisting customers with all their mortgage needs since 1978. That's over 43 years of experience, and Steve Carter has been providing our Locked On listeners with the best experience since 2018. Intercap is headquartered here in Utah, but licensed to help with all your mortgage needs in 40 different states. Give Steve a call. His direct number is 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. Again, that number is 385-800-8528. Give Steve Carter a call. Tell him that you heard about him on Locked On Utes podcast. Steve Carter with Intercap Lending. That number one last time, 385-800-8528. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Wheeling and dealing our way through the second part of the Locked On Utes podcast as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making Locked On Utes your first listen every day. Be sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. Somebody on this podcast may or may not make a preview or an appearance on that. You're, yeah, I know. It's Everybody's not me. Gonna, it's, yeah, I know, exactly. So don't even bother listening because it's not Sammy. So we're good. No, or, no, go listen. Support Brian, everyone. <sighs> do it. <sighs> if you do it and you're cool. <sighs> but you know what is cool, Sammy? Commitments. And you talk about a big one from a very big player. I mean, that literally and figuratively in Sydney Banasaur, uh, the six foot five wide receiver out of Texas, uh, announcing his commitment on Twitter yesterday, specifically from Pflugerville, which we all know and love. I mean, who doesn't get enough of Pflugerville? Great place. I love it there. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So had offers from an absolute stunning group of of teams, uh, Texas Tech, Vanderbilt, Louisiana Tech, Morgan State, and then Utah. Uh, But a really uh, talented prospect, again, 6'5", 200 pounds. And if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, oh, Utah got another tight end. No, they did not. He is going to be uh, a wide receiver at the University of Utah, barring some sort of, uh, you know, massive 
uh, growth spurt out of it. One reason, when I look at his tape, he's got very high hips. He's a very fluid athlete. He is built to play wide receiver. He truly is. And if you're asking, like, well, where are the uh, the Tennessees and the, and the um, you know the the Pac-12 schools and everything like that in his recruiting process? He was a very late bloomer. He is the brother of a former uh, uh, Louisville quarterback. Has a brother currently at Texas Tech. So this is a known athletic family, uh, comes from a deep line, that kind of stuff. So, and, and if you look at the team specifically that we're targeting, Joey McGuire, who I absolutely love, has been on an absolute tear uh, for Texas Tech in terms of recruiting. One of the best in-state recruiters out there uh, was previously at Baylor and cleaned up. So Blake Bedeer, uh, a player from Snow College, Joey was the lead recruiter on that one, part of what locked him down to, to going to Baylor over Utah. So don't worry too much about um, uh, you know that kind of stuff, uh, Sammy. What do you know about Sydney? Um, I I was I was watching film and then I had to stop to record. Mm. But I will say I have really loved the approach Bumfist and the rest of the recruiting team has taken with wide receivers this this cycle. Um, you're seeing a lot more taller you're seeing taller more bigger more physical mm -hmm, wide receivers which i think is very important given the state of the pac 12 because you know you're always gonna you have you you have you have school like usc who are going to be able to get like the michael pittmans and the drake london's who are these freaks of nature who are so tall and so fast and you want to you if you're going to play with the big boys you want to match fire and like fire with fire and that's what Utah's going out and doing, especially with someone of his height. Um, and I, I like it because I think he matches up well with like corners that are going. He's going to potentially be playing against in the conference. Uh, all overall, I like it. Um, I think it's a good one. This was someone again who wasn't even on my radar, and then I was like, "Oh, cool! A tall wide receiver. We'll take him." Yeah, and then very fluid athlete again. He is his twenty four seven sports composite is point eight six eight eight, which is actually a pretty high score eighty six to eighty nine. Those higher end three star candidates. So, uh, you know the the recruiting services are on top of it. Like that Vanderbilt offer, and that's the one that I, I want to point out to Utah fans because Barton Simmons, who used to be the director of recruiting at twenty four seven, this is a guy that's got a track track record of nailing uh, recruits a mile long, and he is running the the recruiting program for Vanderbilt he's their director of recruiting so he knows everything Vanderbilt was on top of this kid so you know he's got you know good uh good grades good standards all that kind of stuff I think this is a great get for the University of Utah like you said I think it's right on on par with what Chad Bumpus has done going out and getting big uh tall physical receivers like if you can't outrun them you can out hide them you know and, and nobody could, yeah high points high points all day so that being said, we need to cover the rest of, of this group uh, for the University of Utah, and it is a, uh, a very, very impressive group so far. So we're going to start with, I think, who is be the one player who has kind of become the catalyst, maybe the, uh, the, the starter, uh, the um, fuse for the explosion of this recruiting class, but also, and perhaps most importantly, he's Sammy Mora's favorite player, and that player is... Jalen Glover! Glover is an absolutely uh, impressive. Um, He's a unit. 
Yeah, I, I I I can't call him a muscle hamster because I already uh, apparently awarded that to Clark Phillips. But he's 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 a unit. He is, um, you know, a, a very eerie blend of Zach Moss and 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 Ty Jordan, where he has that ability to hit that high gear uh, and 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 to get loose in terms of you know his his twitch and his ability. But also, he will run a dude over if you get in his way. He had a tremendous season for Florida. Um, so it just, or, uh, in Florida, it's 6A, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was the, either 6A MVP or, or something close to it. So, um, Sammy, what is it that you love most about Jalen Glover? I like it. Again, we're, we're circling back to physicality. <laughs> That's the word of the day, everybody, is physicality. Um, like you said, he will truck a dude. Um, I also love his speed at the second level. Um, he will bully you on first contact, but then once he gets that second level, it is burners are on and he is off to the races. I think that's really good. I, I'm excited to see how he fits into this program because we all know Utah has had a long lineage of extremely good and talented running backs. And I think adding him has really, he's, he's been Mr. Recruiter. He has been Mr. Recruiter for this team. Like he's been, He's just been every time a kid's like, hey, like I have an offer from Utah. He's like, hey, come, come play with us, bro. Come hang out. And I I think that's important because it shows that he wants to be here. And having someone of his talent and his excitement come into this program, especially again, Tavion Thomas is another person that we don't know if he will be coming back or not next year. Having Glover into that running back rotation with uh, Makai Bernard, Chris Curry, um, Ricky Parks, having him in that rotation with that group, I think is going to be really good. And I think down the line, he could be one of the greatest running backs in Utah football history. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's going to dethrone Moss, but I think he could get up to that level potentially. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. The potential is all there. I think his ability to come in and, and contribute immediately is another great one. I don't want to put the kind of pressure on him that he's going to be, you know, the end all be all. But I'd also also think that like he's coming into Utah in a much different situation. Uh, he doesn't have to uh, carry the load. You know, he he can just be a contributor. Just a few numbers about him from his high school run. Uh, 2,073 yards, average 7.6 yards per carry, 272 carries, average 188.5 yards per game, and actually had 26 touchdowns. Not a bad season. Uh, overall, Lake Gibson went 9-4, and 3-0 in district, um, and he is a tremendous uh, talent. I, I think the awards will continue to roll in for him, and, and he's going to make a huge impact, uh, both for this Utah class and, and also going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked a lot on the podcast previously about a few of these other recruits. Uh, I don't know how much we want to go in depth into Nate Johnson. Um, a few interesting tidbits on him, maybe uh, off the field stuff. And, and you can read a lot of this stuff in, in the previews over at Ute Zone. So shout out to that. Uh, his father actually played basketball at Utah State. Was a big catalyst in, in terms of how he made his decision. I think that probably paid, played a factor in there. Uh, Johnson also is, is a, uh, a very charismatic fun guy to uh, listen to. Uh, there's an interview with him posted on the Locked on Utes Twitter page at the very top pinned. So go check that one out. 
Brandon Rose got a ratings bump, uh, and deservedly so. The, the other QB commit in this class from Murrieta Valley uh, got a bump to 0.8755. Uh, so I don't know that he's going to get any higher. Um, it's just he, he's kind of tapped out where he is. But Murrieta Valley's had a great season. He's done a great job with that. Uh, any other favorite commitments that you've seen in this class, Sammy, as we're walking through it? Teo Johnson, I like his potential on either the offense or the defense, um, whether that Utah decides to put him as a wide receiver or put him as a safety corner. I don't know where they would go with that route on the defense with him, but I like his potential. Um, I think he, again, is another one of these kids that's going to need like a year or two to develop into this program, but I think he's going to be a very bright star for Utah. Um, one of the lower rated prospects in this class, but as we all composite, know, stars, composite, composite, sure. composite. Yeah. As we all know, stars sometimes don't matter. So yeah. For, for the record, he is an 89 as, as far as 24 seven sports is concerned. And so he's very close to being a 90, which would make him a four star. Uh, his composite is a 0.8619, which is still a, a mid to, to higher tier three star. But, uh, you know, Greg Biggins, I think it was Greg Biggins. It was either Greg Biggins or Brandon Huffman said that he's one of his favorite recruits of this class. And that if he played anywhere other than Idaho Falls, he'd probably be a high level recruit. Played quarterback for his high school. Uh, I retweeted a video of him doing a windmill dunk in a game the other day. He's mm-hmm. 6'2, 180. So if you're dunking at 6'2, there's some explosion there. Uh, Sammy, if, yeah, if you're Kyle Whittingham, what side of the ball is he playing on? Well, you know, it's history with quarterbacks who turn into safeties. Um, but I think I like him more as a wide receiver, um, just with the sheer athleticism he has. Just like we talked about hops, being able to high point these balls, even though he does. Yeah. Honestly, put him on the field. Let's see how he does. That's my that's my expert analysis on that one. Nobody's going to top that kind of analysis. So uh, shout out to Sammy for that one. On my end of things, man, if he's not playing on the offensive side of the football, I'll riot and nothing will happen because that's just how it goes. Uh, (laughs) You know, Kyle does not listen to me in anything. And this is not surprising in the very, very least. Um, uh, Another, as we're going through the list, Elijah Davis, a new commitment from Florida, uh, Auburndale specifically, he was a flip. Uh, I think he's a player that that people are going to want to look out for. He's listed as a safety. He's going to play corner at Utah six one one sixty five. We talked about him quite a bit. Chris Reed, who I think is a very uh, under the radar pickup for Utah. Uh, he's an eighty six point two four or point eight six two four rated player on the national composite, but he's at a Wakiva uh, High School in Apopka, Florida six one one ninety. But like he has just absolute shades of Kenneth Scott to his game, a little bit faster, a little bit quicker, same kind of explosion. Uh, I think everybody's really excited about Ryan Peppins. He was the six A MVP um, in in Alabama six A or seven A. I can't ever keep those straight. I should probably have a list of this in front of me somewhere. Um, that kind of covers it for for the commitments. Obviously, Jocelyn Malaska, who we talked about, right? Uh, you know, for, from an Ethiopian, uh, I believe it was Ethiopian uh, uh, background. Family. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, 
place where they go to adopt children. Why can't I think of what Orphanage. the name? Orphanage. Thank you. Uh, came to America, grew up in, a, in Oklahoma. He's extremely uh, athletic, uh, plays basketball, football, soccer, heavy soccer background, was an all-state soccer player in Oklahoma. So I don't know how good... Yeah, I don't know how good Oklahoma soccer is, but I know one thing. Sammy's going to be excited to talk soccer with him, and I bet it'll be a fun conversation. Uh, another great pickup for Utah, Flip from Texas Tech as well, mm-hmm. um, one that they've got under the radar. That being said, I think there are going to be a few more uh, recruits coming under the radar for the Utes. Um, Sammy, any final thoughts as we kind of wrap up this recruiting aspect? I just love the the vast spectrum of land the Utes have covered this year when it comes to recruiting. You have – you have three. You have you have three from Utah. You have three from Florida. You have two from California. You have one from Alabama. One from Idaho. One from Oklahoma, and one from Texas so far. That's not factoring in the transfers, but that's a lot of ground that Utah has covered. And like, I think I was talking to my mom about this the other day. I was like, if you would have told me five years ago that Utah would have kids on there that were committed to play for them from Oklahoma and Alabama, I would have said. I don't believe you, but I think that's that you that showing that Utah's national brand is growing. So they're able to come into these places that they probably wouldn't have been able to come into previously and kind of flex their muscles a little bit and be like, hey, come play for us. Like, look, like Pac-12 champs, like you could be this too. We're putting people in the NFL. So that's my last thing. It doesn't relate to any of the prospects and the signees in general. That's just like a a blanket statement that has taken that I appreciate. I'm with you hundred percent. This is going to be a really fun close. I don't think that Utah is done on the recruiting trail, regardless of who signs on signing day, they'll still have some spots open. They'll be active in the portal. There are going to be continuations of the ninja recruiting in which Utah recruits in silence because they are real G's just like in lasagna. Uh, So uh, on that note, we're going to, take a breather because I need to stop just busting out things like this all all left and right willy-nilly. In the meantime, uh, I just want to let you all know that uh, it's it's money-making season because bowl games are coming up. Sammy's watched a lot of college football this year, so she's going to be your go-to source when you go to bet online to find all your props, odds, and lines. They have more than ever before. She's already given me the thumbs up. Sammy, do you have a favorite bowl game uh, other than the Rose Bowl? Yes and no. I think it's I not think, the burrito bowl, is it? No, I was gonna say the mayo bowl just because I wish Dukes would fill up a Gatorade container and just pour mayo on the winning coach. So there is That's, there is uh, something on the line for that, right? It's it's like five thousand dollars to whatever team uh, decides to do that for the Dukes mayo bowl. Are you serious? Oh yeah. Oh my god, I love it. I love that. I like the mayo bowl. Um, this year, I actually, my family's doing a bowl pick and I actually just did my picks tonight. I honestly, I like bowl games just in general because of like chaos, the tomfoolery, the shenanigans. But yeah, if you need help picking games, hit me up on Twitter. But then also, don't be upset if what I tell you doesn't happen. Yeah, this is this. Is, we're not holding Sammy responsible at all. Uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, in case you're uh, uh, wondering. Uh, North versus South Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina. There you go. And and South Carolina, definitely the underdog in that one. So, uh, 
you know, go ahead and go lay your bets there. The best part about it, if you go to bet online, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So if you're feeling super good with that Christmas bonus, go lay it out there at bet online, get an extra 50%, throw it down on the Mayo Bowl, bet on whatever coach it is getting the Mayo bath uh, from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and the UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Usually when we hit the midway point on the Locked On Youth podcast, we like to take a breath, relax a little bit, and refuel. The only way to do that here on the Locked On Podcast Network is with a built bar. If you haven't tried one by now, I don't know what you're waiting on. Maybe a personal invitation from me. Maybe we need to go sit on a bench somewhere, try one together, talk it out, explain to you why it's so good to eat a built bar. Not just the flavors. There's nine of them. Nine different flavors, all sorts of varieties, anything from coconut almond to mint brownie to cherry barcia. There's also new flavors all the time. There's the puff bars that I so enjoy, like eating a chocolate-coated marshmallow. But the real thing is, with a built Bar, you're getting nutritious whey protein in that. Under 140 calories for most bars, up to 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar or less, real chocolate in every bite. There are so many different flavors that come out all the time. Currently vanilla cream on the website. Uh, There's a couple different puffs varieties on there. You can go to built.com every single week and they have new flavors all the time. Protein balls, uh, fruity cereal, the secret flavor. Kind of tastes a little bit like a Fruit Loop. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your purchase on anything on the site. Again, that's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use that promo code at built.com. It's the best promo code on the internet, bar none. And go get yourself some of the best tasting protein bars on the planet at built.com. Finishing off another wonderful episode, uh, Sam Wonderful. Oh, that one was that one, not we're gonna, uh, that one. I'm going to take... Wah, wah. <laughs> The peanut gallery will not be pleased with that one, but uh, this has been a recruiting heavy episode, but also it's important that we get to the, uh, the meat and potatoes of, of Sammy's coverage, which is gymnastics. Sammy, what's coming up for the gymnastics team here in the near future? Red rock preview is on Friday. Yeah, let's go. Sammy was not a cheerleader in high school. That's okay though. We still no, love her. Was not. The energy is there. I'm not sure that the structure and the routine was the same thing. Uh, it's a shame that we didn't do this one on Locked on Utes uh, or on the YouTube channel, but we'll get there at some point. So, But uh, shout out to Sammy for making the room look super fly. She's got the tra- the uh, LED lights on. It's very festive in there. Um, tell me what's going on with the Red Rocks preview. So Friday is the annual Red Rocks preview. Um, if you have never been to a gymnastics meet, I highly, highly recommend you you drive on up to the Huntsman Center this Friday and go to the Red Rock Preview. It is free admission, and you're going to see some of the best gymnasts in the world do their thing. Um, this Utah team has so much potential, and I honestly think they are going to be seriously contending for a national championship this year. This is going to be a first look, so the way it's going to be formatted is Every gymnast is going to, almost every gymnast is going to compete. Um, they'll have two teams running. They'll usually have the red team and the white team or the red team, and the black team. Um, 
and they will just rotate through all four events, six girls on each event. Sometimes it's more depending on the depth that Tom Farden and staff have on the event. But it's fun to watch them. You get to see first looks at their floor routines, beam routines, everything. Um, this freshman class for Utah is so very intriguing. You have two United States Olympians in Grace McCallum and Kara Eaker, or Aker. Um, and then you have British gymnast Emily Morgan, who is a silver medalist, who is also on this team. Plus, you have Sage Thompson, who is a local process, who is a local gymnast, who ended up. Um, I think she won junior, like junior nationals or the junior Olympics on like uneven bars. So very loaded freshman class, and I honestly think that like y'all need to show up to the Red Rock preview on Friday. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I believe that there are still tickets available for it. I think you can even get season tickets in the upper bowl for like 40 bucks. $25 a pop. There you go. Perfect. Uh, of course, uh, Sammy's on top of that one. What's the thing that you're most excited about with uh, the season? I'm excited to see because Utah only lost one routine this year heading into the season, and it was – um, Emily LeBlanc, who kind of lost her spot in the lineup last year, midway through. So Utah's returning all of their routines, but they have so much talent that I don't know how Tom Varden is going to just get six girls onto each event, especially on the beam lineup for Utah. That If Utah could go, just looking at on paper, Utah could go 10 gymnasts deep on their beam lineup with the six they've had competing last year, plus a couple of the new ones who have come in this year or girls that kind of rotated in and out last year. Um, I, I just want to see, and we won't see fully what Tom Farden's lineups are. Usually you usually don't see like have a solidified lineup from him until like end of February, beginning of March on what he wants to run with. You'll see a lot of rotating in and out the first couple of weeks of the season, but the amount, the sheer amount of talent on this team is very, very equal to how talented this Utah football team is. Honestly, um, there's a lot of firepower for the Red Rocks. Agreed. And, uh, it should be a great year for, uh, for the, uh, I want to call them the flipping youths, but we great announcement too, is the, the, the new dumb key center will start. Uh, did they already start construction or is it 20? I think they're breaking ground in March. Honestly. Perfect. Uh, so that'll be really yeah. exciting. A, a really, truly game-changing facility for them uh, as well. So get out to the preview. Listen, it, it's Christmas season, and and look, we're all out to have some fun and enjoy the holidays. What better way than to celebrate with your favorite uh, uh, gymnastically inclined uh, student-athletes? Oh, yeah. I'll be there um, for Ute Zone. I know Michelle Bodkin will also probably be there for Ute Zone. Um, so if you that see right us, there should be enough for everybody. So yeah, if you see us, come say hi. Um, uh, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I fully recommend that if you have never been to a gymnastics meet, just go to it. You're it's free. Just take the kids. It's a it's a very the gymnastics meets are fun for the whole family, um, and. It's some of the best um, athleticism you will ever see. If you want to see a five foot two girl do like four flips on a three inch wide metal beam that is four feet off the ground, go to a gymnastics meet. 
and really who who among us does not want to see that uh kind of torture um hey it's not torture if it looks good i i I don't know if i can ever agree with that i'm just i'm not built for the gymnastics life uh physically and or or mentally or emotionally they're way tougher than me on all accounts and so is sammy mora sammy thank you so much for hanging in here with me as always do you have anything coming up anytime soon um, other than Red Rock Preview, uh, I'm just getting ready, gearing up for Rose Bowl with content for Ute Zone. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at S underscore Mora 99. Um, I crack the jokes occasionally. Sometimes they're hits and other times they are misses. Sounds, <laughs> sounds about like my life. So thank you, Sammy. Hey, as you're always. always funny on Twitter. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a four at best sometimes. I... Mm, I don't I don't agree with that at all <laughs> I just I still can't figure out why anybody follows me my jokes are terrible uh, but maybe that's it is they're just taking pity on how bad they are and, and you know uh, thank you bless you all for doing so, so uh, thank you everybody for listening tuning in for following us we are free and available as always everywhere you tune in uh, so go ahead and follow download this episode uh, follow Sammy because she's the best. She's a rock star. And as long as you're making our us your first listen, go ahead and make Locked on Bets your second. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. This has been the Locked on Utes podcast for December 15th. Happy early signing day out there to you all. Hope you're chasing everything at utezone.com. Hope you're listening to Steve Bartle as he's on the air everywhere talking about it and hope you enjoy this episode. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.